This week on the Iowa Watch Connection. Our revenue is still growing. It's just not at the projected rate of the Revenue Estimating Conference. A tight economy means a tight state budget. It's a $7 billion budget. That's a, that's a huge increase. And election year politics are also in the mix. And, they, and I think they probably knew that was going to be difficult at the time. And now we know it's difficult. And I'm not talking about rolling back some of that commercial tax break. The state budget imbalance, our topic this week. The Iowa Watch Connection is presented by the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, online at iowawatch.org. Here is Jeff Stein. The current fiscal year budget for the state of Iowa is $7.2 billion. The three-person panel responsible for projecting income and expenses for the state declared this past week that revenues are down by about $130 million. The panel says while the state's economy is growing, it's growing more slowly than expected. This comes after Iowa finished the last fiscal year having to borrow money in order to balance the budget as required by law. And before that, state agency budgets were cut. Democrats and Republicans blame each other for having the wrong budget priorities, all setting the stage for an active and contentious 2018 legislative session beginning in just 10 weeks. State Treasurer Michael Fitzgerald, a Democrat, has publicly stated his concern about the situation, a concern some Republicans suggest is actually motivated by politics. I'm concerned whether we're going to be able to make the payroll and such come next March and April. That's always our slow cash time. And I say that because, you know, a year ago when we started, we had $44 million surplus. We had $750 million in our savings account. So we were prepared for bad times. Now there's absolutely no surplus. And that $750 million uh, reserve funds is down to $600 million. So we're going in the wrong direction. And we have been for the last four years. Just four years ago, we had a surplus of almost $1 billion, and it keeps dwindling and dwindling. So that's why I say next year, I don't know how we're going to uh, make, the, make the payroll. So our revenues have been pretty steady. So what's happened? How come we've lost a billion dollars of reserves, and um, now we're eating in to our emergency fund? Well, a lot of people suggest, and I'm one of them, that, you know, four years ago we offered property tax cut for the major businesses, the Walmarts, if you will, and now we're sending $250 million back to the counties each year that we didn't before. They've done a few other things to help big business out, you know, help stir the economy. One of them is um, sales tax for manufacturers that they paid. And our Department of Revenue estimated that would only cost us $20 million a year. End up costing us $100 million a year. So that was a, we had to swallow hard on that. And there's always the case, and Democrats did this too. Democrats and Republicans always want to hand out nice tax benefits. Whether, you know, Democrats, let's admit it, they tried to do the, uh, make the movie industry come to Iowa. Sure. With th those tax credits. Now the Republicans are gone wild. Uh, issuing tax credits and we've um, that amount has increased dramatically in the last few years so we're doing hundreds of millions of tax credits not collecting the manufacturing sales tax and a uh, quarter of a billion dollars each year now is sent back for the backfill for 
for um, property tax for big businesses, not your and I's house, but mm-hmm. the big businesses. Um, a lot of people are questioning, is that were those decisions wise? Because now we're in a real budget fix. A large number of Democrats are seeking their party's nomination for governor in next June's primary, and they have not been shy in telling me they disagree with the current policies. I spoke with state senator and candidate for governor Nate Bolton in late August. First, you have to acknowledge some of the root problems that come with this. This budget uh, is, is a disaster right now. We've gone through this last legislative session, severe mid-year budget cuts. Those were followed by budget cuts for this fiscal year, which were also accompanied by rainy day or emergency funds being applied to to fill some of the holes. And now we're looking at potentially having a special session to simply uh, what I think would be to approve more use of emergency funds to make ends meet, to get to the the regular legislative session, to go through what would be likely more massive mid-year budget cuts. And it's a cycle that can't be sustained. I mean, we're at a point right now where unemployment is low, the economy is stable, yet we're going through these massive budget cuts and using emergency funds. What happens if we see a 5 to 10% downturn in Iowa's economy? Are, are we equipped to, to deal with that and still have the essential services that are, are required for our state to, to continue to function? I think that's a very serious concern, and it comes back down to what's causing the problem. Well, if revenues are up 1.3% from last year, we have to acknowledge that we have overextended ourselves in corporate tax credits and giveaways. Uh, they have doubled since 2011 to the point now where they're over $500 million, approaching $600 million of our annual budget. It's a $7 billion budget. That's a, that's a huge increase in, in dollars as well as a huge percentage of our budget at this point. If we're going to look at economic growth responsibly, it's not about using coupons to get Iowa ahead. It's about doing the thing that makes Iowa outstanding, having the most educated, skilled, productive workforce in the world. Yet we're distracting from our education system. We're distracting from you know quality uh, apprenticeship programs and other initiatives that can be taken on when we're failing to even adequately meet the essential services of, of state government. And frankly, I think this is a big problem that, that Kim Reynolds has, has failed to understand. And when she was asked about what is the effect uh, of these budget cuts, she said that there's been no effect on state services. And that's, that's just uh, – it's difficult to swallow, that kind of statement. When whole programs have been cut, they can't be providing the same level of service. When we see DHS uh, having lost uh, close to 1,300 field staff in the last three years. That's affecting the services that are being provided in terms of social workers being able to keep at-risk children safe. Uh, those are real impacts. We've underfunded education uh, in our public schools for seven years in a row below the rate of inflation. That's the entire career of an elementary school student. So there are real effects of, of these budget decisions, and we've got to get back to prioritizing appropriately. Another Democrat, Fred Hubble, focused on business policies when we spoke in early October. In 2009, when I ran the Department of Economic Development for the state of Iowa, I participated in a tax credit review panel uh, along with uh, 10 or 15 other people. We did meetings all across the state, listening to people's views about how well all the tax credits, deductions we had for businesses. And we had a recommendation, a a list of recommendations, that at that time would have saved the state over $100 million a year. Because... We have some – we just aren't applying enough scrutiny and oversight to a lot of the business tax credits and deductions. And I'm a business person. 
I've spent 25 years in business. My businesses that I've worked with actually benefited from some of those. Uh, but the point is they're not all producing the right kind of return for, for our taxpayer. And I think there's a lot of money that can be saved by really taking a look at many of those. The good ones we should keep, maybe expand. The ones that aren't giving a return to our taxpayer, we should reduce or get rid of. Is there a danger that once one of these is put in place, it never gets removed? Sort of like once we pass a law, it stays there, and now the Code of Iowa is seven volumes. And when I first started practicing law 30 years ago, it was three volumes. Well, you're exactly right. I mean, inertia is a strong force in government, too. Uh, we need to. One of the recommendations we made in that tax credit review panel was to put a sunset clause on every single tax credit deduction that would force the legislature to sit down and analyze it to make sure it was producing value for the for the taxpayer. There's a lot of talk about the <clears throat> corporate or business property tax breaks that were given a few years ago, and the concept of backfill, as it's called, where the state pays the municipalities so that the amount of money to the municipalities is no different than it would have been. Correct. Are we going to be able to continue either A, funding the backfill after the current fiscal year, or are those some of the property tax issues, the corporate tax issues that you're talking about that we should take a look at? Well, actually, I didn't even, when I was talking about business deductions and credits and exemptions, I was not including that particular one you're mentioning. Right, separate thing. It's a separate thing. But it's another one that needs to be looked at because – our current governor has already said that they may not be able to support the backfill, uh, which means policemen, firefighters, people, you know, school teachers are all going to be at risk because the municipalities aren't going to have the revenues that they need. And, and uh, I think it's unfortunate and probably inappropriate for the state to create tax deductions for business, to reduce taxes for business, at the same time say they're going to backfill communities because they're going to get other revenue from other places – and, they, and I think they probably knew that was going to be difficult at the time, and now we know it's difficult, and they're not talking about rolling back some of that commercial tax break. I actually sit on a business, a board of directors of a business, that got some of that commercial t- property tax break. They didn't expect it, they didn't ask for it, and it hasn't changed how they're managing their business. It's just going to their bottom line. And so the state's getting no benefit. So that has to be looked at, just like all the others I mentioned. And the criticism is not just from the left. Ron Corbett is a former Speaker of the Iowa House who is finishing his second term as mayor of Cedar Rapids. He is seeking the Republican nomination for governor. I think there should have been a special session, one, to get the legislative uh, buy-in. Now, remember, they had borrowed $131 million earlier to balance the budget, so the, the deficit is $144 million. They're maybe glad it's not $174 million, but it's still $144 million. I think the state needed to put in some spending reforms. And this gets a little complicated at times, but uh, the law says that the government can spend $0.99 cents of every dollar it brings in. Well, in years when the revenue is growing at 6 and 7%, they're spending 99% of 6 and 7%, which is well above the inflation rate, and you built in those costs of government. So when revenue dips down to 3%, it's still growing, and your spending is at 99% of the 6 and 7%, you get that uh, deficit. And that's what they need to do is they need to get some more spending controls in place, not just borrowing money to uh, balance the budget. On top of all of the money borrowed, other moving of money around to where, really, we missed the revenue projections for the budget by $200 million, did we not? 
and they've actually missed them by uh, three years in a row now, and why I've called for some changes in the way they estimate their uh, revenue. They have uh, three people on the board. Two of them are longtime government bureaucrat employees, good people, but there are no economists on that revenue estimating board. There are no farmers on that revenue estimating board. There's no one from manufacturing on that revenue estimating board, so they need to broaden that. I think they're going to get a a more diverse uh, opinion of where the state's going economically. Because if you get the first decision wrong, then all the rest of them are wrong after that. The state law, and you were in the legislature for so many years, Speaker of the House, uh, the law says they've got to pay that money back that's borrowed within a certain time frame. So not only do we have to nail the revenue projections in the current budget year, and as you've noted, we've missed them for the last three, we got to get a surplus buildup in order to pay off that money in that short time frame that we have. Well, the first thing you need to do to get yourself out of debt is to stop borrowing more money. Stop digging yourself a hole. Next year, when they come back in January, the first appropriation they have to make isn't to K-12 through schools. It isn't to uh, human services. It isn't the Department of Corrections. It's to the debt. So they have to pay $111 million. All that does is suppress what's available for community colleges, University of Iowa, University of Northern Iowa because of this debt. And I still think um, this fiscal year that they're currently in, which goes till June of, of next year, they're going to probably have to make some budget adjustments. I just don't see the revenue turning back around to 6 and 7%. When we come back, a portion of my recent interview with Governor Kim Reynolds on the topic of the state's finances. That's next as the Iowa Watch Connection continues. Support for the Iowa Watch Connection comes from the Iowa Insurance Division's Iowa Fraud Fighters Program. This statewide initiative educates Iowans on how to double-check before they invest and shield their savings from scammers. Thousands of Iowans have attended fraud fighter forums across the state to learn about new scams circulating in their area and how to stay a step ahead of fraudsters. Learn how to fight fraud and why it is important to report scams at iowafraudfighters.gov. Support for the Iowa Watch Connection comes from AARP Iowa. Every two seconds, someone's identity gets stolen. That's why AARP launched the Fraud Watch Network to arm people of all ages with the tools they need to spot and avoid scams. Learn how to protect yourself at aarp.org slash fraudwatchnetwork. That's aarp.org slash Fraud Watch Network. The Iowa Watch Connection radio program is part of a statewide audience engagement project organized by the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, an independent, nonprofit, nonpartisan news organization. The center is dedicated to producing high quality investigative and community affairs journalism in Iowa, while also training journalism students to do this work at a high ethical level. The center is found online at iowawatch.org. Welcome back to the Iowa Watch Connection. I'm Jeff Stein. 
We continue our discussion of Iowa's budget issues with Kim Reynolds, who served a half dozen years as lieutenant governor and then became governor earlier this year when Terry Branstead stepped down to become U.S. ambassador to China. Just right off the bat, we had to deappropriate about $118 million. Uh, we didn't do an across-the-board cut. What we did is targeted cuts. So we went through the various um, agencies and departments and, and, and uh, made the cut, but we held harmless uh, uh, pre-K through 12, um, Medicaid, and, and the backfill. So we held them harmless and um, applied the $118 million deapprope to the other agencies. And then uh, at the end of the year, we had to – we transferred from the um, – the cash reserves, $131 million. And so that will be paid off. A portion of it will be paid off in the fiscal year that we're in now, and the balance will be paid off in fiscal year 19. And a again, lot of years. And again, for, for people to understand, there's a requirement of how quickly right. that has to be paid back. You can't just kick that can down the road right. until you're out of office or right. whatever. Well, and we don't want to do that anyway. Sure. I mean, we want to get it paid back. So, um, But there is. You're correct. So what it means is, and and the shortfall came about because we had certain revenue projections, a budget based on that. We did not hit the revenue projections. So then it puts us right, in right. a corner. So, But we're still growing. So I think it's always important, and I try to point that out to Iowans, that our revenue is still growing. It's just not at the projected rate of the Revenue Estimating Conference. And so, therefore, that's why uh, we had to uh, do the deapprope and transfer the, the uh, money. And, and that's important because... We know Iowa's population is growing, but not as fast as other states, and that's why we now have four members of Congress as opposed to five, and it has to be put into context. So we have to, for fiscal year 18, that's Mm -hmm. the current year's budget, Mm -hmm. the one that just started July 1st, we have to meet the revenue projections and have a little extra to pay off Mm -hmm. from the past year. Mm -hmm. Is that a determined amount, how much we want to pay off in this next fiscal year, the current one? The uh, the uh, thirteen million is coming out of the ending balance, so that's done. Twenty mm-hmm. million, I believe, is coming out of eighteen for the hundred and thirty one, and then yes. the balance of that will be coming out of nineteen. So it's already figured in. You know, we do a two. We put together a two year budget and right. present it to the legislature. They don't completely. Um, they've never completely signed off on a two year budget, but have done fifty percent of it and a lot of the um, bigger budget items. And then we always do a five year projection. So it's it's uh, figured out. It's figured out in that. We have not changed how we project revenue. And so my concern, and so I'll ask it that way, if we did not hit the revenue projections in the fiscal year just ended, what confidence do we have that we will hit them in our current fiscal year and not just wind up, here we are again, when we talk next year at this time? Right. So it's been a combination of things. We are going to do some things differently. They used to have an outside source that was used, that was a um, would kind of be a uh, – group or an individual that was individuals from the universities that would weigh into the process too. And at some point they stopped doing that. So we're going to look at possibly including an outside person to also take a look at the projections. Part of it is, I mean, it's a combination of things. So depressed commodity prices has definitely had an impact on the revenues. And if you look at your Casey's or any of your businesses, John Deere, I mean, they're starting to bring, come back. So we're seeing some positive um, projections, some positive things happening. But also, there was a lot of anticipation about um, 
tax reform being done at the federal level. And so that impacted decisions when it came to capital gains, depreciation. So that also had an impact on the revenues coming in. Another thing that we're dealing with as we look at uh, comprehensive tax reform is more and more purchasing is going online. And though you're supposed to report the taxes on that, it just doesn't happen sometimes. But we're And very hard to enforce and, that. Well, it's just really hard to enforce that, and it's not easy for people to do. It's very complicated. It's not easy. And so our sales tax has just been really flat, and that's going to continue to uh, you're going to see the purchasing online continue to increase, I think. So they talk a lot about the Main Street Fairness Act at the federal level. I'm not sure anything's going to get done on that. But we need to take a look at at how Iowans are purchasing their products and how that's reflected in the way that we collect the taxes for the state of Iowa. How optimistic are you that we're going to meet the projections so that we're not having this issue next okay. year? Well, you know, we're watching it very closely. Uh, we've watched the last several months. We did... We had more come in than had been anticipated. That was really good. Sometimes there's an offset to that, so we're monitoring the revenue monthly. Uh, We're monitoring it very closely. But, you know, we're going to do what I believe we need to do to continue to grow the economy, and that's really right now it's workforce. Uh, That will go a long way in helping grow the economy, helping get Iowans a a good career, a good job so that they can contribute. That helps the overall economy. That helps our schools and just our communities and as it's across the board. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds, who spoke to me in early October, before the October revenue projections showed slower growth than anticipated. That interview and the other comments you heard in this program originally aired on Iowa Watch Connection affiliate KXEL in Waterloo, Cedar Falls, Cedar Rapids, where this program is produced each week. And that brings us to the end of this week's program. We're back again next week at the same time. In the meantime, you can connect with us online, iowawatch.org. Click on the Iowa Watch Connection tab at the top of the page to listen to all or part of this program again, for a list of stations that carry the program, and more, iowawatch.org. Follow us on Twitter at Iowa Watch, and be sure to use the hashtag IAWatchConnection when commenting about the program. We're on Facebook, too, facebook.com slash iowawatch. And you can let us know your thoughts about this program or suggest ideas for future programs by email. The address is radio at iowawatch.org. I'm Jeff Stein. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you'll make the Iowa Watch Connection again next week. The Iowa Watch Connection is a copyrighted presentation of the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, which is solely responsible for its content. For more information about the center, including how you can contribute so high-quality investigative and community affairs journalism and student training can continue, go online, iowawatch.org.